Hello, everybody, and welcome back to some Cincinnati Sports Review. My name is Eric. My name's Nick. And today we're going to be doing something I don't want to do. We're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, the Because we Reds. really need to talk about it. What's going on with the Reds, Eric? It's not fun. None of it's good. <laughs> um, this is, like, terrible. Are we the worst team in the league right now? Uh, as of <laughs> the 24th of May, we sit at 12-29. and 29. A winning percentage of 2.93, which is just as bad as Zach Taylor was his first two years as <laughs> Bengals coach. So maybe that's something. Uh, we currently stand as the worst team in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's looking pretty ugly. I've been hearing a lot of people complaining about it. Yeah, it's it's <clears> spilling <throat> over into different... I see it in the yeah. Bengals subreddit. I see it in the Cincinnati subreddit. Everybody's complaining. Nope, nobody's happy about it. Everybody's complaining, and now it's kind of our turn to make our complaints. <laughs> it's our turn. So, so what do you think is uh, the reason for all of this? Well, let's kind of give a little bit of context to our audience because they may not know that you are not a big baseball fan. You don't follow the Reds, nor do you like care about the sport. So, if you had been, if you're someone who's paying attention, you know the obvious answer. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know why they did this during the off season. They got rid of their best players. It's just the best way I can put it. Um, they had two all stars last year. Both of them are not on the team anymore. Um, Who were they? Uh, Castellanos, Nick Castellanos, and um, Jesse Winker. Both yeah. players are now <clears throat> on different teams, and they're succeeding. So why'd they trade them? Well, or why they get rid of them? For for money, ah. um, this it's it's Classic. the old Mike Brown. Classic. Yeah, so it's 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 literally the answer. Like it's not like one of those things where, you know, like Mike Brown would have years where he was cutting salary, but they were still competing, and he just you know whatever. Uh, this is this is blatant obvious. Like they even like said out loud that this is what they're doing. <laughs> um, it is cul- It all culminated with uh, an interview that the son of the owner gave right before home opening day back in April. Um, a now infamous interview where he basically bashed the fans, which is something everybody loves. What did he say? Um, I will pull the direct quote because it is really, really bad. Um, <laughs> uh, Don't you love getting shit on by rich people? Like, okay, like, if to put in context of what, like, you know, Mike Brown, like, I, I, my appreciation for Mike Brown has skyrocketed over the last, like, two years. Like, since we started this podcast, my, my appreciation for Mike Brown has skyrocketed in comparison. Um, I'm going to read the direct quote. Um, when asked, uh, how do you, you, you know, Reds fans are not enjoying what's going on? And what do you guys plan to do? So a question of that, you know, um, he, uh, he responds as, in quote, uh, well, where are you going to go? Let's start there. I mean, sell the team to who? I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, you want to have this debate? You want to look what you would do to this team to have more profitable, make more money, compete in the current economic system that this game exists? It would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. <laughs> and so uh, be careful what you wish for. I think we're doing the best we can with the resources, what they have. That is the absolute worst possible answer. Um, I know that... Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I know that, like, Doctor Strange just came out, but, like... like in the vast multiverse of all possible things, um, this is the absolute worst thing you could have said. Like, if they would have asked this question and he would have responded with, well, fuck you and I'm going to punch you in the mouth and then fuck your sister, like, that would have been a better response. 
<laughs> oh my god! Than what what he actually said. <clears throat> it was it was it it just it made so many people upset. Um. It it, it just it, it it broke waves in the in Major League Baseball of just like how blatantly terrible a comment like that is. Honestly, has that not you, happened before? I don't. I like I can't remember a situation open. where where the owner or representative of the owner was just basically like "fuck you," I'm gonna move the team. Like that's basically what he said. Short term, like he said, like I'm I want to move the team. Like, uh, I, yeah, I can't think of like there have been times that teams have moved in not only baseball but like in other sports, and it's like, well, you know, we wanted to stay, but. You know, uh, we want to make our money, and we're gonna move, and that's it. This is this is fuck you. You're lucky to have us. This is like borderline abusive. Like when I when I think of like signs of spousal abuse, I, I'm I'm like I'm seeing parallels here. <laughs> like it's really bad. <laughs> like I can't think of like I can't think of a worse thing to say. Like seriously, no. Like it was awful. It was the absolute worst thing to say uh oh, so go ahead I, i'm just going to move on to if you want to say make a point or ask a question do it now what do you say i was going to move on to another subject so if you wanted to make a point or a comment or question no 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 go ahead okay um so this all kind of came from let's give a little bit of context from like a greater broad outlook and then kind of zoom into where we are now so Let's go back to 1990. I know it's a long time. Oh my god, you're years. going way back. I'll, I'll be quick though. They won the world. They won the World Series in 1990. A pretty good team. Uh, that was under March Schott, who is most famous for being a racist and possible Nazi supporter. Um, That's pretty bad. Yeah, not not good things. Yeah, not good things to be. So, uh, she sells the team. Uh, the other other management doesn't do very well. They end up selling the team, I believe, in 2006 to the current owners, uh, the Castellinis, um, since they've been owning it since 2006. And they are from the Cincinnati area. I believe Castellini made his money <coughs> from food. I'm going to have to confirm that because I don't exactly remember. I do want to look it up to be confirmed. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, Castellini Cor- uh, Corporate is a food and vegetable wholesaler. Um, so he made his money making food, which is, you know, there's a couple other, like, industries in Cincinnati that are like that. Anyway, um, from the time period of 1990 to um, – from post-championship to 2006, the Reds were not very good. They made a couple attempts to be very good with Ken Griffey Jr. and a couple of playoff – attempted playoff runs in the 90s. None of them went anywhere. Um, so since then, um, since taking over in 2006, the Reds were somewhat competitive and I'm using that in like quotation marks because it's all relative. Um, winning a few good years, they did have a few good years. They hired Dusty Baker in 2008. Uh, he, or I guess late 2007, whatever. Uh, the first two years, uh, were rebuilding years. They kind of traded away the Adam Dunn and, uh, King Griffey Jr., who we are still paying, by the way, who has not played for us in, in like 14 years, but we are still paying. It's Which is wild. Yeah. Bob, there's a there's a player called Bobby Bellina um, who's famous for making like a million dollars on a certain day of the year. Uh, we also pay King Griffey Jr. a bunch of money too. So, um, 
I, I think they just had to do that. That's not that's not Castellini's fault. That was prior management that did that, but I'm not going to dive into that. Anyway, so Dusty Baker comes in. After two years of rebuild, they actually break through and make the playoffs. Um, it's the first, and then they won the division. It wasn't like a wild card that they snuck in. They full-on won the division straight up. Um, 2010 was a pretty good year. They got bounced in the first round by um, – the Philadelphia Phillies. It was unfortunate, and they got it was a clean sweep. They didn't even win a game, so it was rough. That's rough. Um, yeah, next year they come back. Um, they don't. They miss the playoffs. But 2012, they have a great year. A full roster, everybody's healthy, um, and then they 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 lose in a pretty pretty Cincinnati fashion. I would be honest. <laughs> um, it's it was pretty familiar. Like I remember watching that. Like God, I feel like I've been here before with like the Bengals. Like. You know they had they had a two zero lead, then they lost three games at home. hadn't done that the whole year. Um, the year after that, they they fired Dusty Baker, brought in uh, a new manager, Brian Price, who and I am not making this up is one of the worst baseball managers in Major League Baseball history. Um, if you look at managers after like nineteen twenty, which mm-hmm. is a long period of time, you know twenty plus teams for over a hundred years. Um, he has one of the worst winning percentages of any coach who coached more than four years. So he, he was downright awful. And every year they just kept keeping him on and keeping him on. Like, oh, my God. Like, he was consistently, like, last place, last place, last place. Like, it's like when are we going to get rid of him? They finally – I'm going to keep this for reference. Uh, at 2018, they started 3-18, and 18, which is awful. That's, like, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Put that in football context. That's, like – that's like Zach Taylor's first year, basically. But that was his like, like fifth year coaching. So imagine like in, like in two years from now, Zach Taylor was two and fourteen. You would be like, I, I don't, I don't want to imagine that actually. Yeah, I don't want to imagine either. But like, it's like, dude, you didn't <clears> learn <throat> anything. Like you're four years in and you didn't learn anything. And the prior core that they had in that time period, they basically traded everybody away except for Joey Votto. That's like the one guy that they kept. So Votto's still on the team. Is Joey he like Votto the only good player? He's not even good anymore. Um, well, that's, he's not good anymore. Damn. Well, last year he had a really good year. Uh, he hit um, three uh, two sixty six with thirty six home runs and 90, 99 RBIs, which is pretty good. That's Those not are bad, pretty yeah. good numbers. But this year he's hitting one homer, five RBIs, and batting one thirty eight. So basically, he halved his, all his averages. <clears throat> Isn't the whole team playing terrible, though? The whole team is playing terrible. That's why they're 12 and 29 <laughs> or whatever they are. Um, yeah, I imagine it's hard to care <laughs> when the rest of your team is dog shit. Oh, my God. It's 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 so bad. Um, but anyway, so after 2018, they finally wisened up and fine, though, they got rid of that old uh, shitty coach, and they bring in a new manager, David Bell, um, who, if I believe, if I remember correctly, I believe he was... Um, manager of our AAA team before that. Let me double check. So I forget where he was before. From 2015 to 2017, he was the Cardinals bench coach. Um, and then he okay, I was wrong. I was wrong about him. He he was a AAA coach at one point for the Reds. Um, but this was back like 10 years ago. Uh, so he comes in, and they actually do a bunch of stuff you didn't expect. They actually went out and signed a bunch of players. They were doing what the Bengals did, like, like a off season before. Um, mm. 
they made a bunch of like win now moves and signed a bunch of players to big contracts. And I think we I talked to this at one point. Um, they they signed like two hundred million dollars worth of contracts in a single off season, which they've never done before. So, you know, they had a they had a somewhat decent core of the remaining players from the prior team, and then signed a bunch of players to kind of supplement the rest of the team. So, kind of like what the Bengals did. The Bengals when Taylor took over. Um, didn't have a very ha, didn't have a whole lot to uh, work with, um, you know. They kept the players where that were of good quality and kind of let go of everybody else. And then now they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Reds, on the other hand, like did the opposite. Um, they ended up uh, having a somewhat good year in 2020, although um, shortened by COVID. But then 2021, uh, they were vying for a wild card spot up until late September. And then they just completely bottomed out. Um, They had like probably the worst, one of the worst collapses um, that I've ever seen for a team. What happened? Um, Was it injuries or? No, they just were playing bad. They were just (laughs) playing really, really bad. Yeah. They September, they were, uh, let me just go through the months and just kind of like detail, like, you know how it is. April sure. was twelve and thirteen. Okay, uh, about five hundred. May was twelve and fifteen. Not great, but acceptable. Uh, June they turned around fifteen and twelve. July sixteen and ten. August sixteen and twelve. So at this point, uh, beginning of August, they have a pretty good record of seventy one sixty three. They're about um, eight games. Or hang on, yeah, eight games over five hundred. Uh, not too bad. Then they start a, a four-week losing streak going into September. Um, and then they just go on another four-win losing streak, two-win losing streak, and they lost a bunch. And they finished, you know, four four losses and then a win to end the year, um, finishing the month at 12 at 17. So they were in position to get a wild card spot, and they just bottomed out. Oof. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, and – after that is when the whole off season fell apart. Um, <laughs> they had oh, so so there was also a lockout too. That the lockout fun. was pretty short, all things considered. But it's like the day that the lockout ended is when they just the the owner just pulled the rug out from everybody. Uh, they immediately traded Sonny Gray, um, who was one of their starting pitchers and one of the better starting pitchers on the team. Traded them away for basically nothing. Um, they traded away one of their all-stars and their third baseman who um, had his better years behind him but was eating a lot of money on a big contract. That move kind of made sense to get rid of him, uh, Suarez, the third baseman. But they also packaged in the deal Winker, who was uh, all-star, had time. He had two years on a rookie deal um, and then and just traded them away. And it's like I, nobody understood that. Nobody could understand why that they did that. <laughs> and he was a fan favorite too. People really liked the guy, and it just let him go for you know nothing. Um, he traded away fan favorite Amir Garrett for nothing. Um, and you may be thinking, like, how do you know that it's nothing? Uh, the Reds are historically bad at analyzing other teams' player talent. Like trades in baseball are pretty frequent. Uh, the prior core that they had was basically traded all away and they got back almost literally nothing. Like, well, I mean, it shows, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it shows obviously because they've been so bad. Like take the Bengals in perspective. Like they don't make too many trades, but when they do, they get good value out of them. Uh, in 2009, they traded, I think Jason Shirley, who was a backup tackle 
Uh, they traded him for Brian Leonard, who stayed with the team for three years, had some really good moments, um, was a key factor in a couple big games. So overall, good trade. Uh, last year we saw um, B.J. Hill get traded for Brian Price, and uh, that deal has turned out fantastic. Yes. Uh, and I'm only naming a couple examples because the Bengals don't do that many trades. When the Reds had Johnny Cueto, who was having a great year in 2015, they traded him for three left-handers. One dude was cut almost immediately because he was terrible, <laughs> like a year later. Um, another dude lasted a couple years. And then Brian Finnegan, who was like the big player in that deal, like that was the best quality player that everybody thought. It, it did nothing for the Reds. So they basically traded their probably best pitcher of all time for literally nothing. Three that would be crazy. That would never played for the team. That's basically the equivalent if we were to like trade Jamar Chase for like three practice squad players. Like, no, I'm People serious. Would like, riot. That's, that's what that's what they fucking did. Like, it's it's inc- it's incredible. Um, like you, and even in like for a football standpoint, like you're seeing some big name wide receivers get traded. They're getting traded for like future assets, like important future assets. Like yeah, first draft picks. picks. Yeah. Now, the sport between baseball and football is very, very different. Uh, a draft pick in football is much more valuable than a draft pick in baseball. Yeah. Um, football, those dudes play almost immediately. Barring injury or, you know, some dude's just a complete bust, like, say, John Ross. Yeah, um, but there's all kinds of things that baseball players go through. Yeah, right? and a lot of these kids, you know, they get drafted out of high school. Mm-hmm. So you're basically playing, like – you know, dude, if they get drafted at 15 years old, you're not going to see him. Even if he's like the first overall pick, you're not going to see that player for five years. Yeah, just no chance. First off, they got to they got to go from 15 up to like you know, around baseball playing age, which is like 21, 22. Only like only like the freaks of human nature, like the Bryce Harpers and Ken Griffey Juniors, play when they're like 19 in in today's modern MLB. So like. I understand not being training for draft picks because, you know, but the, the players that got back were just terrible. They made a bunch of other trades that turned out nothing. They trade Jay Bruce for nothing. Um, Todd Frazier for nothing. Like basically just a bunch of, just a bunch of really, really bad trades. Yeah. Um, and you can make the argument that a lot of these players that I'm naming had their best years with us. And when they moved on, you know, they didn't do as well. Like that may be true, but you didn't get anything back for any of these dudes. Like yeah, nothing. I mean, it doesn't matter if they played terribly later; you still didn't get the value they were worth at the time. Yeah, so I'm looking at the Todd Frazier deal came in December of 2015. Um, I'm looking at three players that the Reds acquired. Uh, two dudes ended up playing for the team; they weren't very well, and they're they are no longer on the team. So, you know. The guy, the Peraza, I think he was okay, but th- no. <laughs> like, as, as, as much as, like, a fan favorite that Frazier was, they shouldn't have. Uh, I mean, you can tell. All these guys left in, in 2019. So, the new manager came in. Said, okay, these guys are shit. Let's trade them out. Let's get them out of here. Bring in some better quality player. Like, um, yeah, it's just awful. They also uh, – Signed probably the worst contract in baseball history. <laughs> That's a big um, statement. It's true though. So they had J um Homer Bailey. Do you know anything about Homer Bailey? No. Homer Bailey was 
a first-round pick, and he was very hyped up coming up through the red system. Uh, he probably made his debut a little earlier than he should have. How old? I want to say he was like 21. Let me double-check. I've got like 50 tabs open. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but he was very young when he came up. Uh, 21 years old. So while old enough to pitch in the majors, um, I kind of personally, well, I remember when he came up, I kind of thought that it was a little premature. But, um, you know, that's neither here or there. Um, in 2014, under the after they fired Dusty Baker, who actually I thought about like a big segment about Dusty Baker, but I forgot to talk about it. <laughs> um, uh, the new management came in and he signed like a huge contract. Um, I'm trying to find what it was, but it was like, it was like four years, hundred million dollars. And as soon as he signed it, he blew out his elbow, which, you know, for let's, you know, let's compare it to like an ACL injury, which is like the comparable ligament in your knee versus your elbow ACL injuries. You need about a year or so to recover. Um, but as you saw with Joe Burrow, who injured his ACL in um, November of 2020, was playing, you know, full speed football in August of um, 2021. Right. There's a little bit of wiggle room with with Tommy John surgery, though. No, it's like there's nothing. It's 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 like dead set year and a half. You're out. You're not playing. You're not you're gonna return to the major for a year and a half. Like that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time. And like anytime I hear like a UCL injury, I was like, oh my God. Like it's uh, Tommy John. Boom, right there, done. Um, so immediately threw out his elbow. Um, so you're spending a ton of guaranteed money, which by the way, like baseball contracts are like all guaranteed. So <laughs> yeah, baseball has such weird contract rules, I think. Yeah. So even if they um, have you know, have no need for that player, you might as well just keep them on um, because Cause they're just going to eat that money. Them either yeah. Way, yeah. yeah it's, it's so different. Like, like, let's look at the example. So Miguel Cabrera is a baseball player for up in Detroit. Um, he is well past his like prime and he can still play, but like not at the level that he's getting paid for. Um, it's like, you're basically getting paid for prior work. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Um, just how different it is but yeah and then when he came back from injury uh he was he was terrible um so came back in 2016 had a two and three record saying like, okay you only pitch a little bit era of like six that's terrible uh 2017 uh six six and nine again era six not very good um 2018 is probably the worst because one in 14 um, with an ERA of six. It's like, it's like, it's like bad season after bad season after bad. It was, it was the absolute worst baseball contract ever signed. <laughs> um, yeah. He has since bounced around with some, some success and some not, but yeah, I think he's out of the league now, but either way, That's, like that yeah. was the worst contract ever. I kind of went on a tangent. I don't know what I was talking about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so they got rid of two outfielders. Um, what the one guy, Castellanos, he was basically just like, "Yeah, I don't want to play for you guys." He just he basically said, I, "Yeah, I, I 
played for another team because this team's not going to suck, and I want to play for a team that wants to win. <laughs> so when they're making all these moves and getting rid of all these players, people people on the internet were like, oh, no, we're doing all this to save money for Castellanos. And I'm like, why the fuck would he want to come back here <laughs> when all of the other talent around him is gone? Like, they're just giving him away. Like, they're just handing out handing out these players. Yeah. Why the fuck would he come back to this team? That would be like that would be like if, if Jamar Chase was a free agent in twenty twenty five or whatever it's gonna be. And he's got the option to come back and sign for Cincinnati. But they just released Joe Burrow and then they trade away T. Higgins. And then they and then just cut um they just cut Joe Mixon. And and then it's like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna want to come here. He's gonna want to stay. Like, no, he's gonna want to get the fuck out of here and leave. He's not gonna want to be here for that. Like, why would he want to stay for that? Right. So I didn't understand. Like, I think those people. I was like, oh my god, you're, I'm so sorry. You're so delusional. You don't. No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, and there was some like light optimism too. Like people were like, oh, you know, they made all these moves, but I think they're still gonna be good. And I'm like, oh my god, no. They're gonna be terrible. And then they were, and like it's 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 a surprise to nobody, yeah, that they are this bad. Uh, I do think Pete Rose, who is like probably the best Cincinnati Red of all time, unfortunately, <laughs> he said that. Well, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? They got rid of their three, four, and five hitters. You're not going to like win games when you get rid of all your. Someone's got to, you know, you got to replace that somehow, and uh, they didn't. Yeah. Another thing too is the the team before in 2021 was decent at hitting. Uh, as a team, I think they batted somewhere around 250. Um, non-pitcher totals are 256, which is pretty good. Um, that's like above the major league average. I shouldn't say pretty good, but they were they were second in the in the National League. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but then they traded away all the players that were hitting well. So now they're fucking terrible. <laughs> like now they're, let me, t- let me look it up. Now their batting average is a good old 14th in the national league at 217. So that's a drop of, um, that's a uh, 40 basis points right there of the batting average just gone. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're hitting last year was, was good enough, but their their pitching was definitely something to be desired. And they didn't do anything to change that. They actually made it worse. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, they got rid of all their good pitchers, and then the the best <clears throat> one that they have isn't having a good year. They have like a very promising rookie, Hunter Green, um, and he is currently struggling. It, it's just it's just frustrating. You're watching, you know, all the good players leave. Everybody's hurt. None of this is fun. The the owner's an asshole. I mean, I've I've heard the fans like like a lot of people aren't going to games anymore. Yeah, their um their attendance is probably the worst in in this ballpark that they've put together. Um, I saw somewhere that they usually get around ten thousand fans a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the prior uh, maybe ten years, they had a handful of games that weren't hitting that threshold and this year they've been they've been constantly under under the threshold of uh 10,000 for a game so yeah it makes sense i mean if you get people this upset then 
they're they're not going to want to go watch a losing team, you know. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that there's some people out there that are going to games just because like they have the ability to. But you know, um it's like why bother going? If I if I'm if I'm going to pull up um the like attendance of games, it like it like drops from yeah. from away games to home games like truest park they played a four game set with the braves that's the whole thing that's crazy is that they actually before the homestand they had a two and two record which after four games that's not too bad yeah um but then then those comments came out and then they just just dropped yeah Yeah, they lost like 14 in a row or 11 in a row sorry and then after that they went on another nine game losing streaks they were basically one in 20 over a 21 game period (laughs) Yeah, which is wild to think. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. But, like, okay, if I'm looking at attendance numbers, 40,000, 40,000, 40,000, 38. Okay, that, the other team's filling out their stadium. Opening day, 43. Pretty good. 10,000. Next, Very next game, the day after those <laughs> comments. Like, they couldn't, they couldn't, I don't even think they could sell out opening day because they had already made all these moves. And why would you come out to, you know watch a team like this play yeah i i wouldn't and you know that you know this is really what should happen that's the only way the owners care right if they're not selling tickets anymore they're not gonna they're gonna have to change something right and again this is where i go back to my appreciation for mike brown like i think he realized like look i could keep you know not paying people i could keep you know putting out a bad product and people won't show up they didn't show up in 2019 i went to games that were like fucking half empty yeah i've seen some pictures of this year and they're very empty <laughs> oh my god yeah it's like is this is is this even open is there even a game playing like, <laughs> i remember um i think i saw in 2019 the attendance was the worst for for major league um sorry nfl the Bengals were the worst and i went to a game I think I've referenced this before, Jacksonville that year, and the, the stadium was empty. Like, it was like five into four kickoff. I'm like, is there anybody else going to be here? Like, there's nobody here. Um, that must be so weird. It was so weird. And then before this year, I went to the free event that they had um, for the Bengals. Um, I think it was like a free training camp day where they had the practice in the stadium. And oh, nice. that was like a game. Like, that was, like, the comparable levels of people there. Um, and even, like, even the free event that they did where they brought everybody down before they went off to the Super Bowl, uh, that had more people than the game that I went to. So, you can – this proves that Cincinnati fans will come out to see a winner. Yeah. But they don't want to, like, watch this shit – the players are going to be you know what i mean like if the team's going to be bad why why fucking bother coming out yeah and it's not just that the team's bad it's that the owner doesn't care yeah you know it's a you know people stuck with the bengals for a long time i stuck with the bengals for a long time um you know maybe he wasn't doing mike brown wasn't doing everything that he needed to be doing but at least he cared like you can tell he cared about the team he cared about the players like he wasn't purpose like it does like it kind of seems like the Reds are purposefully trying to be shitty right now. <laughs> yeah, and and 
they'll talk about this kind of circles back to those comments on Castellini. You can tell their focus is in that quote. I said, if you want to look at what we have to do to this team to make it more profitable, make more money, be more competitive in the current economic market. He's not talking about winning games. He's talking about making money. Yeah, that's yeah. That's like that's that's the whole thing that people took away from it. It's like you don't give a shit about your fans. Yeah, you, you just yeah. want to make money. And it definitely feels like that. Yeah, and, and they're failing at making money because they're there are feel yeah, and it's like I think they need they need to spend money to make money. Um, we will at some point have a larger conversation about Mike Brown. Uh, we've, we're already like thirty minutes in, so <laughs> it's just <laughs> you have, yeah, no, time flies. You're getting um, you're getting heated. Well, I, I'm. It's upsetting. It really is upsetting. I feel you. Um, yeah, it's like. Just give, just they just gave away Jamar Chase. That's basically what would happen. Yeah, you know, if this happened to the Bengals, I would stop watching. <laughs> I would yeah. just stop watching NFL. Yeah, and to put like in context for like Mike Brown, like I do think that the truth about Mike Brown is that he is very bad at picking football like talent. Like I think he personally thinks he is like comparable to his father because he probably learned a lot from his father. Yeah. But he just isn't the same, you know, evaluating talent. And I think that's why they struggled so much until Marvin Lewis came along. And I think Marvin Lewis was pretty good at analyzing talent. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Kind of in conclusion, like, just the focus of making money and not giving a shit, it's just frustrating. Um, he also went on like a another podcast or something else, maybe a news thing, a couple of days later from this interview, and just talk more about making money. It's like just double down, man. It's just double down on making money. It's like, dude, like you can you can win with a small market in baseball. Like you can win. It's it's hard, and you have to pick really good players. And the Reds aren't really known for evaluating good talent. Like they've had a, they had a good stretch where they picked a lot of good first rounders. Like you know. Uh, Jay Bruce, Drew Stubbs, Mesoraco, Frazier, uh, Mike Leake. Um, those were good players on those teams that from the um, from the prior decade. And then even players that they didn't, you know, bring up to the team, they had still used for leverage to make a big trade to bring in, you know, quality players. Right. So, like, you could tell that that version of the Reds, the Dusty Baker years, you could tell – they were fucking trying to win. Um, they struck the right luck of like good talent. They had a good manager, uh, and that team was built basically through draft and trades. Like they didn't the, those 2010, 2012 teams, for the most part, weren't built by signing huge free agents. They had some moves here and there, but not like say what the Bengals did. Right. And you know they just. It was good. It was a good times, and those are well behind us. And I don't, I don't see them uh, getting back to that for a very long time. Yeah, you think an owner change is needed? Um, people keep. I don't know why people keep bringing up Elon Musk. Oh, Elon sorry. Musk would one hundred percent move the team. Yeah, why would he keep it here? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He has no interest of keeping it here. He, is he even a baseball fan? Like, I feel like he'd be even worse about just wanting to make more money. I don't know. I like this is really off topic, but I feel like Elon Musk like gets really focused about stuff for a little bit, and then just like let, builds it up until like it's self sustainable, and then kind of does something else. Yeah. Like he did. He did PayPal. And he built that up. Okay. Uh, somebody else do that. I'm gonna do 
Tesla, build Tesla. Okay, you guys handle that. Okay, let me do SpaceX. Let me do, okay, now somebody else do that. Now, uh, I can buy Twitter now. <laughs> like, I think he's just... He is he all get over to the, the place. He's got all over the place. and he's, I mean, he's got the money to do so. Well, that's why he, he has the money. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's a very good businessman. Yeah. Um, but just... He would immediately move the team, like 100%. Yeah, he like, would make moves to make it the absolute most profitable. You know, that's what he yeah. he's always done. Yeah, and I mean, there's probably some truth to the fact that he said moving the team would be more profitable. Oh, sure, absolutely. But, like, the Cincinnati Reds have been here for a long time. Yeah, there's a long history here. Long history here. They no, moved in the 50s leave. here, didn't they? They've been playing Major League Baseball here since 1869. Yeah, but the actual Reds team. No. The Reds team has always been in Cincinnati. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so... I think at one point... So, 1869 is the year you see all the time. That was the first baseball team. I think they disbanded, and then the Reds came back in 1881. So, we hold the claim of being... The first baseball team. That's but crazy. I think the Braves are technically the longest continuous. But no, we've been here the entire time. Um, yeah, they haven't moved. I mean, they obviously have moved stadiums. Like Crosley Field was kind of more in maybe over the Rhine area. Um, sorry, no, uh, the West End, north of the West End. So the they've West been end. in. Yeah, so that was back in. That, I mean, my dad remembers going to Crosley Field. So that was back in the 70s, and they played at Riverfront, which is well-known from the 70s to 2002, and they've been at Great American Ballpark ever since. So, yeah, the Reds have been playing in cons- consecutive seasons in Cincinnati since 1882. It's a long time. That is a long time. Very long time. Yeah, so it, it's, you know, the Reds are basically a part of the city. They nobody wants to see them leave. I think it would be a, a tra- travesty of epic proportion if they ever moved. Um, so to answer your question on ownership change, I would only want to see it happen if it was guaranteed not going to move them. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, who's to say that somebody else would do any better? Because we're on our third owner since our last World Series run, so... You know who's to say that an ownership change would even make us successful? I think I think the the thing is more of getting a general manager and a and a manager who are on the same page uh, can identify good talent and then kind of build a team around that. Right. I think that's more important than like the ownership. Um. In like in like this sense, like it just just tell him to sign checks. Actually, you know, this can be fucked up, but kind of what they're doing with the Bengals. Like, I think they're just saying, Mike Brown, you sign these checks. We'll bring the players in and um, we'll handle the rest. Because it, it seems Taylor has a vision and they're working the – it worked. Yeah, they did put a lot of trust in him. Yeah, so I think that's kind of what they need to do is kind of build a coaching staff and a managerial staff that are – 100% committing to winning, not uh, not committed to making money at all. Like, like the team, if you build it, they will come. So if they build a good team, people are going to want to go out and see a winner. So yeah. if they build a team that can keep winning, then people will go out to see them play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nick, do you have any other questions that you want to ask? Uh, I don't think so. I've been talking so long, my jaw's been hurting. <laughs> You've talked quite a bit. Well, you're not a baseball fan, so you don't have to. That is true. Do I don't. So. 
Okay, well, if you liked our ramblings and what we had to say about baseball, uh, please subscribe. Uh, much, very much appreciate it. Um, but thank you very much for listening, and have a good rest of your day.